Welcome to episode 12 of my flock experience. I hope you're sat comfortably. Today was a big day for flock. It marked the start of five international conferences, including the one I'm going to, the International Conference on the Theory and Applications of Satisfiability Testing. To mark the occasion, there was an opening lecture bringing everyone together in the main lecture room at the Mathematical Institute. It was daunting to see many hundreds of people lining the rows of the theatre. The lecture was given by Peter O'Hearn, a prolific computer scientist who currently works as a research scientist at Facebook. He told a story about his project to build a static analysis tool called INFER, and then integrate it into the development workflow. The INFER tool tries to find concurrency problems with code using constraint solvers. It then provides helpful messages to the developers so they can fix these problems. A key part of its design was to make it run quickly and in an incremental manner, so that pieces of code can be checked in isolation, rather than checking the whole codebase each time. To motivate this, Peter explained many standard practices used in industry, like continuous integration environments, agile development, and the importance of short feedback loops. As someone very familiar with these concepts, it was quite entertaining to hear him explain them to a room full of academics. The thing that excited me the most about his talk was to find out that Tony Hoare was in the audience, sitting just a few seats away from me. Tony Hoare is a very influential computer scientist, winner of a Turing Award, inventor of Hoare logic, and a little-known algorithm called Quicksort, amongst many other achievements. He's also an expert in the field of communicating sequential processes, and took a keen interest in the lecture material, asking a question towards the end. After a short coffee break, I made my way to a brand new building where the SAT conference is taking place. It's being held in the Blavatnik School of Government, which is a modern-looking building with a very impressive atrium. The intended purpose for this building is to teach political leaders about public policy and complicated issues like corruption. I didn't know that schools like this existed. The first talk of the SAT conference was actually an overview of QBF, and another variant of it called DQBF. I was somewhat relieved I could understand most of the material, and the level was just about approachable for me. It certainly helped having attended the QBF workshop yesterday, as a lot of the notation was familiar. By the way, if you were wondering, DQBF stands for Dependent Quantified Boolean Formulae, and it's a further generalization of QBF. This time, the universal quantifiers can be applied conditionally to some variables but not others. It's even harder to solve, and kicks the difficulty up another level. This is the canonical problem for something called NXP time complete. I think I'm definitely going to have to do an episode about the hierarchy of difficulties, as it's actually super interesting. I was pleased to see Fuji in the lecture theatre and sat next to him. One thing that puzzled me from our discussion the other day was his memory of the shapes of our coins. Why did a five-year-old need money or remember things about them? Fuji explained these were toy coins made out of plastic. That explains it. I asked Fuji about his flight here from Japan. In total, it took 13 hours with a two-hour stopover in Helsinki. This is the first time he's travelled to another country as part of his PhD. 
After lunch, the sat lectures continued and began to get more technical. There was a really interesting talk about approximately propagation complete encodings for sat problems. This sounds really complicated, but the idea is actually quite intuitive. In sat solvers, there are various techniques they use to solve problems. Some of those are very efficient, and some take a bit longer and are harder to apply. One efficient technique is called unit propagation, which says if there's a clause with just a single variable in it, then that variable must be true, or if it appears as a negation, then it must be false. This is because all clauses are conjuncted together, which is a fancy way of saying there's an AND operator between them all. If a clause only has a single variable in it, then that tells you whether it needs to be true or false to satisfy the formula. Once you know this, you can propagate this assignment to other clauses. This can often trigger other unit propagations, which can snowball, simplifying the formula considerably. The idea of approximately propagation complete encodings is to find a way to encode your problem so parts of it can easily be unit propagated. When you translate problems into SAT, you often have a choice of how to encode problems. If we can choose one that has this nice property, we can usually solve these problems more quickly. In practice though, the encodings that have this property tend to be much larger, and this can sometimes be counterproductive, slowing the solver down. Therefore, we want to be able to turn a dial to strike a balance between an encoding that's propagation complete, but also not too large. This probably all sounds very abstract, and it is. If you want to think about something slightly more concrete, it's a bit like how there are different architectures for how to do addition in hardware. There's a ripple carry adder, carry look ahead adders, etc. And they have slightly different properties. We want to choose one that has the properties we want. And in the case of a SAP problem, we want it to be friendly towards the mechanism that's going to try and solve it. The afternoon continued with more excellent lectures. There was a talk on how to use machine learning to decide when to jump to a new location and try to solve a different part of the problem, rather than hanging around for too long getting stuck in the same part of the problem. There were a few talks on yet another variation on SAT called MaxSAT, where the goal is to find as many solutions as possible, not just one, and various other interesting talks throughout the day. In the evening, there was a social event at one of the museums in the centre of Oxford, but I decided to skip this one. It's been a long day, and I decided I'd rather go for a walk to catch up on some podcasts. Until tomorrow, thanks for listening.